Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everyone. Welcome <laughs> back to the Samurai Brothers. It is episode number 24. Matthew, so we're almost up to uh, a quarter of a hundred. So, yep, it'll be interesting to see when we get there. And um, so, as you know, we've been kind of following things, sports and stuff here and there. Um, but uh, I think today we're going to kind of take a break uh, from that. And uh, we're actually going to, you know, try to discuss some uh, other uh, manga and anime series, uh, you know, along the way. We'll do some episodes like that and um so today we we wanted to talk about uh, a series uh that uh both of us were kind of into actually you know uh kind of the whole family would kind of watch it from time to time when we were living in japan and um although we kind of went away from it uh in the end uh but uh you know we and we don't and really follow it. It's still going. What? In the end, it's still going. Yeah, it's it's still going, but uh, we don't really follow it anymore. Maybe we might check on it from time to time on Wikipedia or something just to see what the uh, the outcome is. But uh, yeah. so we're gonna we're talk about on. that, and then we'll also cover the two chapters of uh, One Piece that uh, we weren't able to cover in the last episode. Uh, so today, Matthew. Um, we're going to cover Detective Conan, uh, which is the Japanese name, or as they call it in uh, the U.S., Matthew. Case closed. Case closed. So. Which Matthew. was specifically done in order to avoid the copyright because of the whole Conan the Barbarian series. Yeah, somehow. And um, that's why it's always interesting how you know they they come up with uh, you know American names or something to differentiate from, you know when when a series is called something different in Japan, for well like uh you know like Pokemon was Pocket Monsters mm-hmm. in Japan and Pokemon is the um is the the Japanese um. What's it called? Uh, it's the the short the short version. Yeah, it's this this the short version. Right. But there was already something called Pocket Monsters in the U.S., so they just they just called them Pokemon. Yep. And uh, <laughs> well, and I don't know if they I don't know if they were ever ever referred to as Pocket Monsters in Japan in the u.s at all in the series or i don't think so and um you know i mean that term is used very much throughout the series and even in the original japanese theme song it was always pokemon now yeah i guess the official name in japan is still pocket monsters but everyone you know even in japan refers to it as pokemon so, you know, that's a, an interesting thing. But anyway, so Detective Conan, as, as we are going to call it, because that's what we know it as. 
Yeah. And um, so just to kind of give everyone a synopsis, you know, you've got this um, Shinichi Kudo, uh, as he's known in Japan, but uh, in the U.S. he's known as Jimmy Kudo, and I guess that's because they had to Americanize the the characters' names and such. Uh, But anyway, so he's this... He's this master detective. He's a very, you know... He's uh, a brilliant... He starts off as a very brilliant high school detective. He's like a consultant with the um, Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department. He's very well known. He's like... he's, He's a savant. And the only reason why he's in high school is because... Well, I don't know because, um... What, what's it called? Uh, compulsory education ends in middle school in Japan. So the question is, why is he even in high school? Well, and probably, and I, I don't know the whole specifics behind it either, but maybe he was just wanting to finish high school before he goes to college or something. And, um, well, but I think maybe one of the other things, you know, because I'm, I'm pulling it up on, on Wikipedia right now just to make sure, but... Um, I don't think they really allow people to jump grades if in Japan, to my recollection. I don't know that they were allowing people to jump grades like they do here in the U.S. Is that why sometimes you get people who just get bored? That might be, yeah. You know, some if you that's that's a yeah that's a problem in Japan because well there's two problems in Japan. A they don't. They don't let you, allow you to jump grades, which I've met one or two people who are so brilliant they jumped a grade or two, mm-hmm. or they or they went into um, this one kid. He went straight into high school. He was in calculus <laughs> as a freshman. He's doing calculus. It's yeah. like where do you go from there? So, yeah. but but that's but there's the problem there, and then the second problem. They don't hold back. Or it's it's very yes. rare that you repeat. Well, yes. So you don't get held back in the first, you know, in elementary school and middle school. But you could, you can technically get held back in high school. Yeah, because wasn't one of your senpais very close to getting... He was in danger, but he... Well, up- well, well... And I don't know if he's mellowed out, but he was kind of an a-hole when... Oh, yeah, he mellowed out. You had a few You had a few a-hole senpais. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know if they were just doing that because they could take advantage of that, but it's kind of a tad bit harder to do that in Yeah, and I think, I think someone in my class might have been in danger, too, if I recollected and actually some people i knew from middle school i think well, one person actually did repeat um a grade i think now were you illustrating this in order to emphasize the fact that you can't just go from middle school to college in japan right, right. precisely i mean unless things have changed since we've been there uh you know, that's something that w- I could definitely look up and stuff. But I think, so, you know, maybe that's why, you know, he's portrayed, you know, 
Shinichi is portrayed as a high school student, uh, you know, or maybe, you know, because of, and, you know, sometimes it's just the, the setting of the story, right? The setting of the well, story. Well, when can you start getting a job? Like a major and Yeah, you graduate middle school, you can get a job. You're eligible to get a job. And, well, I mean, that's that was something else I was thinking of is that, um, well, you can get a job, but it's similar to what high school graduates can get here. There's not a whole lot right. of upward mobility. Right. So it's so if you want to get something better, like you want to be what they refer to as a salary man in Japan, Sarariman, or become an office lady, or you know, yeah, you gotta um, be, you gotta be, you gotta be educated. You have to, at minimum, have a, a, a high school. Do they high call it a degree. diploma or a degree? Uh, it's a degree. Doesn't doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you at minimum need to have the high school. But then on top of that, you might also need to go to college. Right. Right. And and let's let's emphasize the fact that after um that after what's it called um that after middle school well even though. Even if you do uh, public public school in mm-hmm. Japan, um, it's as I recall, you still have to pay money, right? Yes, you do have to pay at least some part of the tuition. Yeah, like compulsory education over here technically isn't. Uh, if you're going to a public school, it's it's taxpayer funded, so that's yeah. Why. So. Yeah, there's there's no tuition, but over there, even in a public school, even though it's mandatory, you still need to pay tuition. Correct. I would imagine that if you're a poorer family, that in, there's yeah, there's probably stuff away around that. Yeah, yeah. The but um, let's see what else were we going into um. So we were talking talking about case closed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, well, we were talking about why he was probably in, uh, what's it called? Well, it's high school. I don't, did did he have the goal of, of eventually becoming a detective? Because because it's possible that in order to get in the police force, in the, uh, you need. X amount of education. Now, right. in the U.S., you just need a high school diploma. Possible mm-hmm. that the same thing is required in Japan. Right. But there might be more. It's just, you know. Not to mention, um, in Japan, um, community colleges really are not a thing. Are they? From um, what I could, from actually- what I could From what I could tell, the only time that they're applicable is trade schools. Um, so I'd have to look into that. I mean, they do exist. Community colleges do exist in Japan. But you might be right in that a a majority of them might be specifically for a a trade type thing. So, yes, it would be applicable like that. (laughs) Um, although I'm I'm reading up on him and and uh, there's nothing about what his plans were. 
specifically. Aside from that, he wanted to be a great detective. Well, yeah, he's, he's wanted to be a yeah, great uh, detective. So, anyway. Um, but, yeah, so kind of getting into it, obviously. So, in the first episode... Right. Or first chapter, depending... Or both, uh, first episode, it, first chapter. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. So, anyway, so what happens is that he solves a murder... And, uh, but then he sees, like, a couple of, uh... These questionable guys were suspects. Yeah, and uh, they're in, they're in black suits, or, you know, they're, they're dressed in black, and, and, uh, so, you know, it grabs his attention, and, um, he sees a transaction going on, but then he's caught by, um, by one of them, right? Knocked out. Knocked out. And um, they force him to ingest a poisonous pill that uh, instead... It's experimental, as I recall. Yeah. It's an experimental poison pill. Right, but... So they force, they force feed him in his, his, like, his debilitated state. He's like, I, I don't yeah, know if he's the at, like, out, out, but he's definitely not 100% there. I right. mean, you get a knock on the head, it's just... So, so, but it has, it has not quite the effect that they thought it was. It, my understanding is he was very fortunate. It's a rare side effect. Right. Where it de-ages him. How many years? It de-ages him to be, uh, to be, I think like 10 years old or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Um, so yeah, he's a 16 year old kid. And, um, he... You know, it's really funny how when I was, um, you know, like, under the age of, I hear characters of, like, oh, they're 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, and they're like, oh, I'm, what I'm gonna be like, and then I actually got there, and I was like, I didn't have it together. Yeah. So, it doesn't actually say what age he is, but anyway, you know, he's... Younger than younger than sixteen, and uh, he's a uh, you know probably half the size or whatever. And uh, he tries to explain to the cops, and the cops can't. You know the cops don't believe him. And uh, but then he ends up going to this professor that he his, knows. His neighbor, right? as I recall, his neighbor. Right. His neighbor. Okido Hakase, right? Right. And um, no it was English name. What's, yeah. What's his his, his uh, so. Where is... Oh, that's another thing, is the fact that his next-door neighbor, um, uh, well, he, his, his parents travel a lot? So... But because, but because in Japan, the age of consent is... So they have his name listed as, uh, Agasa. So where did Okito come from? Unless Okito's, I might be getting anime mixed up. Um, maybe. But yeah, it's Agasa. But uh, yeah, and his his English name is Herschel. <laughs> Herschel that, that, Ag- that perfectly fits a character like that. <laughs> That's one Herschel of those Agasa, where- though his Japanese name is Hiroshi Agasa. And then, um... Oh, but, yeah. oh that's where it got... Because they always like to try to, um... Whenever, whenever they translate, they always like to try to um, 
uh, pick a name that sounds similar. So, what'd you say his first name was? English or Japanese? Uh, English. Herschel. That's in like um, Herschel Walker, the football player. Yes, I know. Um, okay, uh, go back to his first name was what in Japanese? Hiroshi. Hiroshi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it sounds similar. Not definitely not a. a accurate translation but it sounds similar yeah and then and then it gets it gets better because okay so you <laughs> you know you got but um kind of kind of before we get off on so a, the professor yeah the professor is like this guy who like invents very good gadgets that like mm-hmm. a voice um voice adjuster a knockout dart uh some shoes that like enhance his kicking ability and mm-hmm. he get, creates a, a tracker. He he creates a lot of gadgets that were pretty novel at the time. Some of them are um, some of them are accessible now. Like you you could find all sorts of stuff with voice apps. Mm-hmm. Um. So let me but, see. But but yeah, he ends up helping him in that regard. Right. So let me see. Um, so oh, yeah. Oh, 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 one thing I did want to emphasize is that te- uh, you're a legal adult in Japan at what age? Sixteen? Um, I think it's no. I think it's eighteen. It's eighteen. You're legally an adult at eighteen, but there's some services and stuff that you have to wait until you're like twenty for something. And, oh, and you can't drink and you can't drink and smoke until you're twenty. Yeah. I don't know what the other I don't know what other stuff you can't do until you're 20. I'd have to go back and look at it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like similarly layered cuz like in the US, I think they bumped up the smoking age to 21 as well. Uh probably in certain states. Yeah, in certain states. So it's so it's like you can't it's so it's like 18, you can't drink and you've got like yeah, so it's like 18, you can't drink. 21, you can drink, but most rent car rental companies won't rent you a car until you're 25. So in the U.S., you're really not a full adult until you're 25. Yeah. You, you've got – yeah, you've got you, – it's like one tier is 18, the next tier is 21, and then you're fully an adult at 25. In Japan, it's 20. You get some privileges at 18, and then you get, and then everything else kicks in at at 20. So let's get back to the story. Um, so I, I'm, I'm I'm sorry. What I was trying to emphasize is that his parents, um, his parents uh, um, travel a lot. He lives alone. So as I recall, because otherwise he would have just stayed with his parents. But um. As I recall that, um, uh, um, that would mean that he'd have to be, do they do, is there something? So, so as long as you have, as long as you have someone that's signed for whatever place, I mean, if it's, if it's an all, if it's, if it's a, if it's a home that's owned, it doesn't matter. Um, okay. There have been cases of if if uh, an adult signs for a 
high school sooner or something, then they can live on their own at the apartment. Um, okay, so there. There's a call signer or something like okay, that. Okay, so there's a prov- there's a such thing as like provisional emancipation in Japan. I guess yes. Because in because in the U.S., if you're 16 and you live on your own, you got a free job, you got a GED, you could yep. you can you could get legally emancipated. Yep. Yeah, but okay, so. So anyway, um, you know, he's uh trying to hide his identity because his girlfriend is were you know she he's disappeared, so he hasn't contacted her. And he and uh, you know she discovers him as a kid at his, at uh, Herschel's house, and uh, Herschel's like, trying to. Doing, what is she doing there? I don't. Well, I don't know. Probably because he's, you know, Chinchi's neighbor or Jimmy Kudo's neighbor. So he's she's probably asking him, you know, why. Uh, as I recall, they were all acquainted. They were not like they did not become like the you know they didn't forge the relationship they did because of right. his, but they were acquainted. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but that's how he like he finds what this this um his his alias books. he discovers yeah it's she goes up to him and asks his name and then he sees a right. book and says it'll uh well it. I keep getting it mixed up because you know the in Japan the surname comes first, but Conan Edogawa. Right, and uh, I think the Edogawa was based on the Edogawa Rampo, who was a who was a I think a mystery author, and I don't know where the Conan comes from. But uh, anyway, um, and then yeah, so Lan is her Japanese name, but she's known as Rachel in case cl- closed. Rachel Moore. And oh, probably- Morty. Morty. Yeah. Morty. Yeah. So, so they again they picked something that sounded yeah. similar. And then her dad, who is Kogoro Morty in Jap- Japanese, is Richard Moore. I, I don't know how they how they did that. <laughs> so yeah. Um. Anyway. And he's he's another case in and of itself because he's a. Uh, you know he's. Uh, I guess it he's says a he's a retired pri- police officer, private detective. Yeah, he's a private detective. Um, and I forgot and, uh, how did how did the arrangement come to where he ended up staying with the the Mortys? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know that I see that it up in here. Um, but anyway, so. Kind of just staying with the Mortys. Yeah. But kind of just to get the gist of it, it's like, you know, he basically goes out and he solves cases. And he has uh, to be a lot more clever about it because he's a kid. Right. Yeah. So nobody's going to believe him as a kid, you know, so he's got to come up with certain ways. And like, for example, you know, uh, Matthew, walk us through the gadget of how he gets Richard. To solve cases, I I should notice not only Richard, but um, mm-hmm. what he normally does is he uses the he uses the knockout dart, uh, knocks out Richard. Richard he will sometimes position him in a chair, so he becomes known for this um, 
position he's, he's in. Oh, like, oh, hold on. Let me let me see what the his his. Oh yeah, I, Inemuri Kogoro or Inemuri no Kogoro, and so uh, the sleeping sleeping position. more is is how he's pronounced in English. Which Nemuri is, you know, kind of has to do with sleep. So anyway, so yeah, continue on. And uh, then he adjusts the, um, he uh, takes the, oh yeah, the reason, oh yeah, uh, one of the things, so his watch is the uh, the knockout dart. Uh, it also has other features, which, you know, um, uh, you know, precursor to the, the, the smart watch. And, um. What uh, what else did he do? Um, he always is seen wearing a bow tie, which is what he uses for, which is the disguise for the um, voice adjuster that he uses like the, to sound like Modi. Was it like a voice? Not a voice manipulator, but it's a voice imi- imitator or something like that. It's an it's like an adjuster or something like yeah. that. Somehow, somehow he's able to adjust the voice to sound like. Richard. <laughs> and sometimes he uses other people. Oh, it gets very interesting. Um, sometimes the professor, uh, yep. well, uh, he will use the professor and basically have him lip sync uh, to solve the case. And on extremely rare occasions, he'll still be able to come up with it as a, as a kid. I did if not he's able, many If he's able to explain it and string it together. Yeah. So uh, one thing I noticed about about the cases involved with that show is that <laughs> nine times out of ten, it'd be some kind of murder that would happen. Somehow it'd always be some kind of murder that would happen. And it's like you would think with all these murders that's going on in the show that there's a serious problem going on. <laughs> yeah, in... The Tokyo Metropolitan, and, uh, not not just Tokyo, because they go they go elsewhere. And um, some of them were pretty brutal. brutal. Like the like his first case was a beheading, decapitation. Yeah, yeah, decapitation. Yeah, and um, I remember now. I don't know how they displayed it in the anime. I never watched that first episode. But I remember very clearly, Matthew, because I, I think you would have been there, I've, too. I've seen it, too. Yeah, the manga, it's like his, manga. Head, is, Whoo, his boy. head is gone and, uh, and just blood spewing all over the place. Well, and I remember the one thing about it, because I think that in, involved, uh, what was it, piano wire or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, which is, it's, which is pretty, it's, it, yeah, piano wire is very strong, and uh, yeah, it, it, if used correctly, it could decapitate a person. Right. So the thing about it could slice that, through a lot. It is very, very sharp. So I remember because mom discovered that, and um, she was not. Bye, bye happy. with your bye, bye with. Uh, did she pay well, you back? Yeah, she gave me money back for those. Uh, but let's see what she tried to do. What she tried to censor the violence. By ripping she would tear, out. She would tear the pages out that had, like, a lot of the grotesque stuff. And then when she got to the second volume, she was like, nah, I can't do this. <laughs> you can't read this. <laughs> so, so yeah, but but this, yeah, uh, 
You know, there was times that uh, mom would tear stuff up as punishment. Yeah. Uh, not the, the, just to be clear, we had a very good mother. We had a very loving mother, but she was she could have been she could be stern at times. But um, uh, uh, yeah. But that was not a punishment. That was a oh my gosh, I don't want my kids exposed to this. Well, yeah, because well, because we were watching the anime first. And I was thinking, like, okay, well, let's let's get into the manga then and see how it's going. And uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, Mang, the if you watch a manga, it's always more brutal. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, you know that's the funny thing because this show, I mean, let's let's think about this. You've got, I I'd say the the demographic, the demographics and how manga is targeted. I think there's four specific type of age groups that are targeted. There's like little little kids. Right. You've got the 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 kids manga. Then you've got the shonen manga, which is supposed to be like the the young boys type manga. But technically, you know, this gets marketed to kids that might be in elementary school to middle school and high school, and then obviously adults like it too. Um, and then, you know, even, even you'll have girls rating, you know, shonen manga as well. Well, like, didn't Sailor Moon appear in Shonen Jump, or it appeared in, no. it appeared Sailor in Moon, No, Sailor Moon is in the next demographic, target demographic genre, which is shoujo. And that's oh. targeted towards primarily female readers. Um, you might... But it obviously have, developed, it obviously developed... Well, yeah, and, and really the, the demographic, you know, the, the ratio of shoujo manga readers is usually going to be probably 90 to 95% female readers with, you know, you might get some males that might be interested in certain series, um, and that's maybe like Sailor because... Moon. Yeah, well, Sailor Moon, yeah, like you were trying to, like you were trying to mention, Sailor Moon... Um, see, the producers of the anime, as the series was progressing, they ended up marketing it to guys and specifically adult males. So, you know, that whole otaku thing, which people have, if people don't know about otaku, which are basically, um, basically they are anime manga nerds, you know, the, the whole nerd culture. Um, but otaku, but you, you want to get some serious otaku, man. They carry, they carry that that dedication or that obsession a long way in Japan. Um, and uh, so, and then you have what's, and then so you've got the shojo. So you got the kids, you got the shonen, you got the shojo, and um, and then you have what they call um, adult manga, which is marketed towards you know, college age kids and, uh, you know, all the salary people. And it's not the, um, you know, the dirty stuff. Uh, you know, that's, that's got a whole nother name, which I'm not going to mention, uh, you know, because we're trying to keep our channel family friendly. Um, yeah, you know. we, we might, we might get, we might get, uh, throttled by the <laughs> YouTube, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't want to get uh, throttled by uh, YouTube, so we're not going to make any mention of uh, um, a certain type of uh, uh, genre, if you know what I mean. But anyway, so yeah, the the adult manga is um, that's targeted towards adult readers and stuff. 
And um, I think what's a good um, now you might you might not know this this series, but um, like I think a really popular one that that was uh, out was um, oh yeah, the, there's a series called Kingdom uh, out right now. Um, and I think I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with it, though. Yeah, I, I think it has to do with. I think it's kind of set in the three king. You, you, you remember the three kingdoms story? What was what, it, was was that a time in Japanese history? No, the 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 saga the saga of the three kingdoms is a is a Chinese um, literature um, story. I- vaguely familiar with it wasn't it actually part of the wasn't there actually a three kingdoms era yes there was a three kingdoms era in china but it's it's been very romanticized in recent years and so you'll have a lot of you know novels and manga and anime you know written about it and, and stuff so this, okay, so this it's series, based off of that era right. like a, so this like series a, kingdom is you know it's run in an in an, in an adult what they call an adult magazine uh oriented magazine uh you know so you got those four genres right there so i think i think that top genre the adult genre i think the best way to describe it is like japanese dilbert yeah <laughs> it, it's got it, it. It it's it talks about stuff in a way that adults would be able to more. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't wouldn't a uh, thinking about it wouldn't um types of that uh genre be maybe samurai gourmet and then maybe kan sabari man kantaro. Uh yes, I think so. Yes, you're right. And then I guess another one, where would Anta Shinchi fall in? Uh, oh, yeah, that's an interesting one because... Um, I feel like it might actually fall into that. It, it, the way that... The, even, though it, even though the family enjoys it, like we enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Like we started watching it towards the end of our yeah, first Yeah, I think the publisher... Here. I think the publisher... Well, see, there's three... There's three... There's like the big three publishers in Japan. Shonen they, Jump. Uh, well, no, the Shonen Jump is uh, Shueisha is the publisher. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and, the then, and then um, Shogakukan is the publisher that that does Detective Conan. And then you've got Kodansha. What's, which is, what's the major magazine that they would do? The the magazine that that Detective Conan runs in is. Um, is Shonen Sunday. Okay. And then One Piece. So Shonen with, Jump, Shonen Sunday. And then Shonen Magazine. And then Shonen Magazine. So those are the three... Um, yeah, those are the three... Shonen... Um, yeah. Uh, what's it called? The three Shonen... Um, three, the three main Shonen magazines. Um, you might... Publications, I guess, would be a better word for it. You'll have some other stuff here and there, uh, but those are the those are the the main three, and you know it's the three big publishers that run that. I guess they would almost be equivalent to like DC, Marvel, and I don't I, Dark Horse. Just, well, Dark I'll, Horse Dark Horse is under DC, I think. Yeah, I think 
They they weren't at one point. Yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just throwing that out as examples yeah. for our American audiences because you know we you know yeah but yeah so anyway so you know the, the the fact of the matter is is that Detective Conan in Japan is marketed towards kids and it's supposed to be a a <laughs> and so is One Piece. Yes, it is actually. Yeah, because yeah, One Piece runs in Shonen Jump. And and. Both series have some violence, you know, but One Piece well, not I, as bad as. Well, I I think I mentioned this, but that just goes back to the fact that um those that violence is just and well, and certain types of nudity, for that example, are just more culturally accepted, even with even among those um yeah those demographic. Oh, you know. Another one of those adult style comics. Wouldn't Kochikame kind of fall into that? Um... Uh, Kochikame ran in Shonen Jump. Okay. Well, yeah, that would make sense. But 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 yeah, but, but, but yeah it's, it's, well, Kochikame is kind of another example. If we want to briefly well, talk. Well, about you know, that. and and here's here's the thing. The stuff was a lot more risque in older publications. So a lot of stuff that that. They would have put in those magazines 20, 30, 40 years ago would not fly right now. Because I find it interesting because, you know, here in America, it's more about pushing the envelope. Like you take the like the whole TV rating system is an example of pushing the envelope. They keep trying to push the envelope in their entertainment. But you know, um, but in Japan, it's being wheeled back. I yeah. find that interesting. Yeah. So, you know, again, the series is marketed towards kids and stuff. And, uh, but yeah, it's got quite a, quite a bit of stuff. And then, you know, it, it the, the thing is, is, uh, and, you know, it's got quite a diverse cast of um, characters, too. You know, because it's not just... Um, you know, Jimmy Kudo and then his girlfriend and her dad and, and the, his neighbor. Uh, the Hakase. Right. The professor. You got all sorts of other, you know, he makes some friends and stuff. Because um, like, he starts he starts going in order, you know, his, his first cover, he starts yeah. going to, to elementary school and he makes this little group of friends. Right. Yeah, and in English they're called the Junior Detective League. Uh, Who actually do solve a few crimes, right? And uh, so like it's, these, it's, these kids are no these kids are not slouches, right? And there's four of them plus initially, right? There's four of them, and then there's a fifth that joins. You got Ayumi Yoshida, which uh, in English is Amy Yoshida. So you know you got that. Um, the and then you got the stereotypical pink dress girl, right? And then you got Mitch Tsurabaya, Tsuburaya, which in English he's or Japanese he's Mitsuhiko. So, is he the taller kid or the 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 the? He's the I can't. Kid. The only thing I can think he's of the is tall, the giant he's the tall, kid. Thin, yeah, he's the tall, thin kid. Okay. Uh, and then George Kojima, uh, aka. Genta Kojima. 
It's like I see that kid and I just think Jayan from yeah. Doraemon. And then and then um and then the last character to join that group is Anita Haley, who aka Shiho Miyano, aka Sherry. Or uh, aka I Haibara. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, her? She's she's rather interesting. What, uh, do you want to explain her background, or should I? Well, so, yeah, she worked for the Black Organization, which is what, um, you know, the two guys that uh, forced Jimmy Kudo to ingest the poison. So oh, she's, oh uh, you should, you should, uh, oh, yeah, the thing about that organization, their, uh, their code names are um, uh, types of liquor. Uh, yeah, I actually did not know that. What, yeah, but, um, the, I forget, is it, is it the long blonde haired guy or the, the, um, the other guy that's known as Jin? It's the, it's the blonde, it's the blonde haired guy. Yeah. Yeah, the other guy, the, his partner is Vodka. And, um... But yeah, so you go back to Anita, and she was actually the inventor of the the poison. And uh, now I for now I I forgot. So they were how were they going to kill her? They were going to gas her, was it? So she betrayed the organization because Jin killed her sister, um, and they caught her, and they were holding her captive. And she tried to commit suicide by ingesting the drug, but uh, she ended up becoming small like him. Yeah, the rare side effect. So that's how she was able to get away. And um, I guess she somehow, somehow coincidentally found uh, Professor Agasa. Surprise, surprise. And so that's how she got her her new identity. And I forget how she's supposed to um Yes. Uh how how is she supposed what's her cover story for how she's related to the to uh, Agasa Hakase? Um him. I don't know, like she's his niece or something, or I don't know. It doesn't doesn't say. Uh, yeah, let me look. Up, was, let me look up the fandom. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, she's basically with him trying to work on an antidote because right. The poison's basically still in their system. Is that what I'm understanding correctly? Uh, I haven't paid attention to that. But yeah, so they're basically trying to come up with an antidote, and um, I believe um, by accident he found um, uh, they found out temporarily that some kind of alcohol will will temporarily reverse the effects. Mm-hmm. So let's see here, and then and then she also came up with a, a success uh, a long term antidote 
a temporary but still longer term antidote, which lasts. Yeah, so she, there's no, even on the, um, even on the fandom, there's no real, you know, why or what, what her connect, what her cover connection is uh, to the professor. Just that, that, that she's staying with him. Right. Yep. So, anyway. Uh, I'll is the fact that there's several crossovers with other... Um, are they from the same uh, author that the crossovers take place? With Hattori Heiji and with... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Kaito Kido. The crossover? I, I thought they're all from the same author. Kaito Kido was a complete separate series. So I oh my question was, are they from the same author? I thought Hattori Heiji might be separate as well. Ah, uh, well, well, well. Um <clears throat> I know for a fact Kaito Kido at least at one point was a separate um series. So, doesn't look like he, yeah, Hattori, doesn't look like he's um, from a different series. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I, I do know that he and uh, Shinichi were uh, acquainted, and they're both similarly high school detectives though i don't think yeah so kaito kaito kido is from another s- series by the same author which is why he was able to work the crossover in. yeah yep hmm. interesting but anyway um you know i think what i think is one of the weirdest crossovers conan and dupin the third yeah, that would be kind of... That was just like... Well, first of all, Lupin the Third in the modern day just does not work. Because Lupin the Third was, what, 60s, 70s? 60s, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's 70s. That's, that's where he worked in that in that era. So just to see him in, like, modern adaptions... It, it, it's like... It's like, um... It's like... You know, modern adaptions of, of Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo yeah. was... What, a 60s, 70s show? Yeah. It just doesn't work in the modern day. Which kind of brings me to just... So, my opinion about the series as a whole is that I guess it starts off as interesting. In my mind. Um, But then the unfortunate thing is that it gets repetitive over time. Um, You know, they will maybe... You know, the author on occasion will kind of bring you in by, you know, involving the black organization in an arc so that, you know, they're somehow getting closer to finding a um, antidote or, you know, the solution to maybe catching, you know, these guys, Jin and, and, you know, because Jin is like the the standout character of the black organization. Um, yeah, he's not the top guy, but he's definitely he's, like he's one of the he, he's like one of, if not the most dangerous, you know, 
agent from that organization. Yeah, he's so, willing to do things that that other members of that organization are not, which is you know, right. he's not just willing to kill. He's willing to torture. And he's so, sadistic. Mm-hmm. So in my um you know, and uh I can't remember the last time I watched the uh the series, but I think probably the cataclyst of my stopping watching it was when uh, mom walked in on us on the one time, or no, she didn't walk in on us, but she was watching with us the episode where the lady was blown, <laughs> she was murdered with the shotgun <laughs> at a theme park. I don't park. remember that episode. Uh, yeah, I, I, I remember it, and she's like, ah, ah no, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> um, but, you know. Is that, is that the one where, uh, where as a disguise, the gal uses a, um, uh, no, uh, a, uh, uh, Goldama? Maybe. Goyendama? I don't remember. For those of you who know, the Japanese currency is yen and the five yen. Is that the only one that has the, it, uh, the ring? The 50 yen also has a ring. Oh, yeah, oh yeah the 50 yen. So the 5 yen and the 50 yen, and maybe it's because of the 5. Is it because of the 5? I don't know. They, they both have uh, uh, the, the, uh, the currency has a hole in the middle. So it's more of a ring than an actual coin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so... My thoughts on it, I'd probably rate it a, I don't know, maybe a 5 out of 10. And that's because it's just, at this point, at this point in time, the series is over 100 volumes long. And uh, more volumes than One Piece, right? I think actually One Piece caught up to it. Um, Oh, that's why they say One Piece is the, okay, okay. So, what, wait. Well, no, there's there's longer series than One Piece. Did Conan stop? Conan hasn't stopped. At least that's what I... Th- I don't think it's stopped. I know, but did they take breaks? I think they do take breaks. Um, when was the last... As of April 13, 2022, um, 101 volumes have been published. And... Oh, see, here's here's uh, October 2021 is when the 100th volume was published. And One Piece reached that goal a month before. So I think his pace has gotten a little slower. Um, but again, no end in sight. So why am I wanting to, and especially when it's the same thing being repeated, same, you know, you got a murder that happens or a crime that happens, you know, then he's trying to solve it and stuff, investigations, all that stuff. And it just, it repeats itself. That's why I differentiate it. And he has the light bulb moment, which which him is more of like a lightning bolt. Behind no, that's back. that's where you differentiate from One Piece. One Piece is 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 it's got variety in it. You know, I don't see that as far as from 
because I ended, I did end up reading some chapters later on. You know, like when the series was kind of ongoing, I would read the the current volumes and stuff. Well, but, with One Piece, the the Onigashima raid was a long. How many was, years? Uh, probably two, three years. That was a long, long battle. I don't remember any battles that went that far. Well, I think you you probably could say it was comparable to to Marine Ford, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but Marine yeah, but Marine Ford that was an entire arc. The battle itself probably lasted six months. So. I think with that being said, though, you know, so that's that's my take on Case Closed is, you know, it's like, hey, it, it, it starts off good and then it kind of sours, you know, it's like once once you get into this, you know, rinse, wash, repeat. So I'd give it a five out of ten, probably. So, Matthew, you know, I mean, based on what you've seen, what you've read, what you might have read about it and stuff, what would you give your rating on the series i would probably give the same as well so here's the thing if you're if you're if um if you're in if you're watching or if you're reading or watching something just for the sake of the entertainment like for example it's like if you're watching it like you're watching columbo which let's face it columbo doesn't really have any kind of a plot columbo's just he solves it and that's it he doesn't really have any personal development then fine it's, it's okay with that but if you're like watching something that and you want an actual plot like castle then you know it, it's just it's it's just been dragging for so long there were more exciting um manga or anime that arguably should have gone longer that lasted shorter but they were but they were you know that much more more better because of it like i would i would watch inuyasha or i would watch re inuyasha because of the you know that that, that it's it, inuyasha still has a fan base it's still got like this you know connections and stuff like that conan <coughs> now i i will i will say this before i let you finish Conan still does have a following in Japan. Uh, I think one of the things, though, is that it kind of, it, it, I don't know. To me, it didn't, it didn't strike out as having a big hit when it first came out over here. To my understanding, I don't think it really took off the way they were hoping it would. You know, that's the thing. Some anime hits it big over here, like Pokemon's still going. Mm-hmm. It does. It's 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 not where it was where when it first came out. It's not like you're having these regular conventions where they're handing out you know digital muse and exclusive cars and stuff like that. And the movies are in theaters regularly, but it's still going. Mm-hmm. Um, Digimon was a hit when it at when it was running. So that's an example that Dragon Ball was a hit. Sailor Moon. Dra- first- Dragon Ball is and will remain a hit because they keep pumping out new content too. Uh, Sailor it's- Moon was was a hit for the time that they did it. You know, I can honestly understand why they didn't do, do seasons two and uh, three. Or no, seasons three and four because I – they were like, how do we adapt this? So they kind of just stopped the original anime at, at season two. 
So, because it's just like, because it started getting into material that at the time was a little too risque for their targeted demographic at the time. So, but yeah, it's like the fact that um, Yu-Gi-Oh hit it big. It's Yu-Gi-Oh still going. Um, do we want to try, it's technically not a manga boot. Do we want to try technically lumping in Power Rangers? Power Rangers is still going, and that's because they've got the <laughs> supply of the Sentai series. Yeah, from Super Sentai. US. And, um, you know, it's not it's not Mighty Morphin Power Rangers anymore, which is what we grew up on. Yeah, it's, um, they, they, at some point they kind of ran out of ways to keep the original universe. Because the Sentai series, it's a new... There's rarely crossover right. from the previous generations. It's a new, right. it's a, like a new universe every single season. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Ultraman. I don't know Ultraman. Uh, Ultraman, they've kind of got a shared. I read up on Ultraman recently. Ultraman now has a multiverse. Because they create all these separate timelines, and eventually they worked it out in such a way that for all the separate uh, timelines to be existing at the same time. I can I can see us doing an episode on multiverses. How how that is a flawed and concept. How there's there's so many of them, and how it bloats up the market. Yeah, but um, but you know um. Well, for example, they tried to do Ultraman over here. It flopped. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, the, the, you know, certain it's it's hit or miss when it comes to the American market. Mm-hmm. When it comes to anime, some some like I said, I just drew out some examples of good ones. One Piece to the general American market flopped. That's part because of that it has had the... to do with part of that has to do with the very very bad for kids translation that they're trying to do the general so you know kids do you know the story of how four kids acquired one piece it was part of like a, a block right it was part of a package yeah they yeah they had to buy a package forget who all came with it but one piece was one of them so they tried to uh adapt it so and and you know and so four four kids for us okay so four kids for us Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon, and and, uh, I think it had Yu-Gi-Oh, too. Who had Digimon? Digimon, I think someone else had Digimon. But, so that was, that was, that was four kids' high point, was Pokemon, Uh, I think. uh, Between the two, Pokemon, you know, definitely, they really did something with it. And, um, uh, you know, that's, that's their... That's their high point of their legacy. The unfortunate thing was that, and um, I you know, found I've a lot of people. Read, I've actually read it. Um, One Piece didn't help things, but what really killed four kids was um, some issue with Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, uh, people might attribute the One Piece um, catastrophe to the downfall. Um, it's they they will attribute it as the main reason, but yes, it it wouldn't be the main reason, but it certainly was one of the 
you know. It was one of the dominoes. It was not the last domino, but it was like one of the – there were multiple issues going on with four kids. Right. It was one – it was just one of the – one of the dominoes that led to the downfall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which was, you know – I think, you know, you got to think about, you know, if you're mismanaging stuff and all that, then, yeah, that's that's what's going to happen. Um, but anyway, so that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, yeah. So, four, but yeah, four kids. Um, yeah, four four kids. Legacy is Pokemon in America and Yu-Gi-Oh in America. Yeah. It's their legacy because they're not around anymore. So, uh, Matthew, do you want to say anything else in closing for Case Closed before we uh, move on to our next topic? I think it would be interesting to see how it eventually ends because the author has said there is actually an end goal. But I really don't know how that person could be doing that that monotony over and over and over and over again. I would go insane. I couldn't do that constantly. I need, I need a. If I were to do something like that, which I have written a novel and I have a novel that I started and I'm planning on going back to, but there's a clear beginning point and end point. And I've also, I've also worked on short story ideas. I got, I have a bunch of stuff where if I wanted to be a full time author, I probably could do it. But I need a beginning and end. I can't do something. Right. Well, it's just like with Oda. Oda had his, he had his beginning, and he does have his end. And, you know, pretty much to us, we we know what that end is. I mean, the picture is clear enough, and it's just a matter of how is he going to put it in writing. I'm very sure he's got storyboards and stuff just for that. (laughs) But he and and you know he intended to end the series in five years and now look where we're at you know twenty almost twenty five years because he's actually no I think we are twenty five years in because he started writing the manga in ninety seven so you know <laughs> um, but anyway one thing I do have to say about case closed um, you know that uh, I will say I'm not going to again. Uh, I the thing I hold against it is that yes, it is monotonous. It is long. Um, there's no, there's not enough variety that I you know it, it it just was not interesting enough to keep me hooked on it. Um, but the one case thing I do have closed, to say, if we're gonna be honest, Case Closed is one of those series that you could like put on the background and like be doing stuff in the background and like look at something and it's like you're not you're you're not gonna miss much. Yeah. So, you know, if, if if people want to give it a try, you know, be our guest. Uh, well, you know. I'll throw something out there. Like, with Case Closed, you know, um, well, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh, for example, you know, with, with Takahashi's tragic passing recently. He had a I, – um, I believe – he clearly had a set ending ready. Um, but my understanding is he originally had not been planning to put the emphasis on dual monsters Mm -hmm. that he did. That one duel with Kaiba, that first duel, blew everything up. Yeah. So 
he he I think he did have a planned ending because you know the Millennium Puzzle was Egyptian. So there was always going to be a link to Egypt. So that that end arc probably was planned. It just didn't you know um yeah, you know, he it, it's he had a set set course, and then when things happen, he ended up like taking an alternate course. Yeah. But it's still, you know, his because legacy he, because he knew he had something, and he was able to build on it, and that that in the end ended up making him a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, and setting so, his legacy. So my uh, final words about it is that um, I think though we kind of we we do owe some gratitude for case closed because i think without the graphic nature of case closed and that uh you know forcing our mom to throw away the manga and then i had to go out and find something else because i'll tell you what one piece buying one piece was totally random but if that incident hadn't occurred where i end up losing that the case closed manga because of the graphic nature of it I would not have gotten into One Piece. So that's <laughs> that's what I'll say about that um, for that. Uh, so with that being said, Matthew, let's get into One Piece, shall we? Uh, we've got two chapters that we will cover uh, because it's chapters 1057 and chapters 1058. Uh, 1059 is supposed to be coming out this upcoming week, so let's get into these two chapters before we end up discussing the next chapter on our next episode. So, Matthew, the where we left off in chapter 1056, it was it was becoming obvious that Yamato was seemingly going to be joining the Straw Hats. Uh, on their journey, she was seemingly going to be Odin, and uh, she was going to be, you know, taking logs and stuff on their journey. Well, boy, did we get a twist out of that one, didn't we? Yep. Um, in the end, um, she decided not to join the crew. She wanted to see, she wanted to explore Wano and stuff, know more about it, and work with Momonosuke, I guess, in, in rebuilding Wano. Um, you know, and so that, that kind of surprised me, uh, you know, because, I mean, after the fact that Carrot is, you know, supposed to become the ruler of the, uh, yeah, of the, of the Mokomo Dukedom, you know, on Zoe, uh, you know, so so she wasn't gonna become a, you know, a crewmate. Uh, so then it seemed like, uh, you know, that Yamato was gonna become a crew member. Um, uh, but then, you know, Oda pulls a fast one on us and decides that, you know, Yamato decides not to go. And uh, so that means that the crew is going to remain at ten going forward. So Matthew, your thoughts on this? You know, the fact that no one was added. Uh, well, actually, technically, we did add one person, which was Jinbei. Jinbei is officially a member of the crew. Uh, but, you know, there weren't, there was not an 11th or 12th member added. So your thoughts on this? Um, 
I'm kind of glad that we did because, you know, Luffy said he wanted to keep it at around 10. And it, it, at that point, it, it's like, even though if, say, if both Carrot and Yamato had joined, they both would have had defined roles. But at that point, I, just, I still kind of feel like it would have been a little bloated at that point. Mm. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with things staying the way it is. Yeah, because obviously there's been a lot of people that would be like, you know, oh, there should be more, you know, more um, female, you know, crewmates of the of the Straw Hats and stuff like that. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I think the, uh, it is a bit diverse now, you know, now that they got Jimbe, who's representing another race, the Fishman race uh, of all races and uh and but this was something that luffy had wanted you know back from you know during their time uh after you know marine ford so you know he got that wish obviously and it didn't i i think if you and usually when you you know someone's gonna be on there if luffy is intent on having that person join. Usually he's going to be like, hey, I want that person to join. And I think we didn't really, in the end, if you look back at how the Wano arc went, that didn't really come up with Carrot or Yamato. And, you know, in Carrot's case, there wasn't, she wanted to join. There wasn't anything about Luffy wanting her to join. Um, obviously it seemed like, you know, with her inheriting Pedro's will after he sacrificed himself to get them to get away from, you know, Tato land, you know, we've had this discussion about inherited will and one piece. Um, but you know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean that a person who gets inherited will is going to join the crew. So that was Carrot's case. Yamato was kind of inviting herself, and Luffy didn't want her to, to join. Um, but I think in the end, once everything had happened, he was, I guess, open to her joining. Um, so he probably wouldn't have rejected her um, at that point, but then she decided not to join. Well, to be fair, um, who of the current crew was not invited by Luffy? That would have been Nico Robbins. Yeah. So there is precedent for um, for someone mm -hmm. joining the crew without actually being invited. Mm -hmm. So it's just not the standard. Right. That's very true. So in the end, you know, that's that's what happens. And then, you know, you've got the, the teacher telling the story about, you know, the Akazaya Nine and, and Momonosuke going out to, you know, with Luffy to defeat, you know, the, the, the Beast Pirates. And uh, now obviously Momonosuke was unhappy that, you know, they were going to be leaving, you know, that they didn't really give him a proper goodbye and stuff. But one thing that we saw that was, uh, you know... Um, some familiar throwbacks uh, was the fact that, uh, you know, they accepted him 
as a member of the crew and Matthew, I think, uh, you know, we've seen that before or someone of royalty, you know, belonging to a, a country or kingdom having been a member of the crew once and, and, you know, their way of accepting Momonosuke was giving him their flag. Yeah. Their Jolly Roger. The Jolly Roger. And that, I think, was a very significant uh, take on that because, you know, Luffy just guaranteed that, you know, because now he's got his status as a Yonko, that he just claimed Wano. Right. He just claimed Wano as territory. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, because the, I think at this point, Fishman Island... Though we haven't seen it official yet, Luffy made that statement back when, you know, he had that call with Big Mom that Fishman Island was going to be a protectorate of Luffy. Well, it would, you know, it would really, um, if the the re, um, if the, the reassembled Sun Pirates... Um, returned to um fishman island they could essentially be in uh an associate crew Mm -hmm. of the straw hat grand fleet if uh, so um obviously you know uh when they leave luffy says that um yamato momonosuke and kinemon are welcome to join the crew in the future which is you know what they I think said to, to Vivi, you know, that she'd always be a member of the crew. So you got that. Um, and then Eustace Kid decided to call uh, Luffy and um, Law chicken because uh, they were going to go the safe route over the waterfalls <laughs> to exit Wano. But Kid gave him a dare, and so both. Law and Luffy decided to match Kid on that to everyone's horror. Now, I forgot, did they they decide the directions um, in this chapter, or was it the chapter before? Uh, I think it was the chapter before, but at this point, we don't know where they're going to be going, obviously. Yeah, because they... They divvied up the directions, but they right, didn't. Right, so that say. they wouldn't all be going in the same direction. And and this marks the official end of the Wano arc. Well, well, no, I was going to say the Ninja Mink Pirate Samurai Alliance, <laughs> and the end of you know Law and Luffy as partners. That's the end of their their um, alliance too. Yeah, you know. Quite an alliance going back from Punk Hazard, you know. That was quite something, you know, when he when he proposed that. So anyway, and uh, and it also says here, Orochi is confirmed to have been killed in the battle. So, um, but you know this, uh, and so this marks the end of Wano, and. Um, you know, quite a journey we had, Matthew. I, I, you know, and and just hard to imagine how, you know, because this this technically started back in Punk Hazard, 
this whole journey of all journeys, how this went. I, I think this is probably wasn't that like a decade ago? Yeah, I mean because the second half of the series was in 2011. They went through Fishman Island, and that was a relatively short arc. And then they, and then the next arc they went to was Punk Hazard, which was probably 2012, 2013, if I remember. I mean, I'll, I'll look that up. But you know, that was a while ago. Let's see here, Punk Hazard arc. So the Punk Hazard arc. Uh, yeah, it started in the the manga started the manga arc started in 2012. So this this whole continuous saga, so to speak, um, started a decade ago. That's 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 just insane. <laughs> And we've been we've been caught up on it this whole time. Yep. Remind me, how old is Oda? Oda's probably in his I think he's probably in his early fifties now. Late forties or early fifties now. Boy. Yeah. Like how much more time do we have? Uh, like what's well, we it's like well, we have so much more to go. Supposedly this is we're we're once, once we start the new arc, which we'll be just dis- discussing shortly, uh, we don't even know what to call it yet because it's not really it doesn't have an official name yet. I think, but this is supposedly the this upcoming saga is supposed to be the last saga. Well, yeah, it's like it's like well, it's like think about this. So theoretically, you have one more real poneglyph to go. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, but you've got all the other recent developments. Actually, no, okay. I have to correct you. It's a road it's a a road poneglyph. The real poneglyph is is Robin's ultimate goal, which is the true history. Right. You yeah, there's yeah, you've got one more road poneglyph, but think about it. You've got you've got you've got there's probably gonna be some kind of of showdown against Shanks. Who knows what's going on with Buggy? Which we'll get into, you know, with when we talk about the Shortly. next chapter. Yep. You still have to face off against um, Blackbeard, and there's probably going to be a Marines showdown. Like, it's, it's, and then so unless there's, like, one giant, like, free-for-all, or maybe a few alliances. Well, and... and- you keep saying this won't happen. I keep saying it will. There's there's a possibility that there will be an Elbath arc. That makes it even more complicated. Um, and who knows? They might throw some other island. He might throw some other island out somewhere. You never know. We're either going to have a bunch of very short things happening, or I, well, I, sh- I hope they're short. Because whoever the final battle is, it's going to be long. Well, yeah, that's that's going to be the new thing to to guess is who is who's going to be the final bad. You know, who's the final bad baddie, the big boss? 
Well, then, because, yeah, like you said, Shanks, Blackbeard, and the Marines could be, the Marines would probably be being, being that you got Sakazuki, who's the fleet, fleet admiral. Don't forget that you've got Im, you've got the, the Gorosei, I, I have a feeling that if there's an Im Gorose thing, it's going to be lumped in with the Marines. And then, and then here's the other thing. You still, they still have to uncover, well, obviously with the real Poneglyph, more than likely, there's probably going to be a flashback in the Void Century. Or, or, or a flashback from before the void century honestly the way that i look at it um you know i said that all the major stuff would be explained but i have a feeling that afterwards there might be something that's like more of a spin-off that takes place that's or that's like a prequel or something mm -hmm. yeah Anyway, okay, so yeah, so yeah, it was it was it was a nice ride. It was a long ride. Um, let's get to the the next one though. Okay, so uh, the new chapter of One Piece, the newer chapter from uh, two two weeks ago now, um, thousand fifty eight, and it's called the New Emperors in English. And uh, basically, so here here's what we got. Uh, new bounties have been issued for the Straw Hats. Now, where where are they at? Now, um, so let's go through each one, Matthew. Um, choppers, unfortunately, the joke continues to run. Uh, he had, I think it was 50 yen, if, or no, it was 100 yen. Berries. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> 100 berries. Now You're it's... Getting your currency's mixed up. Yep. Now it's a thousand berries because he is still considered the pet of the Straw Hat Pirates. Yeah, they don't they don't realize that he's this doctor who might um, know more than like the world government actually cares uh, for him to know. So um, Grand Line Review, I think, was the one who did a, a potential. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. He did like a potential bounty video, I think, right? Yeah, like if the if if the if the world government knew exactly what we all know, right? So I'm kind of I'd be kind of curious to see if he does an update of that later, but uh, um, still have to watch his uh, review of what the the chapter looked like. Um, anyway, so then the second biggest bounty is Nami. And she got an increase to you mean second lowest. Yes, she's she's got the second lowest bounty, but it's still a pretty sizable bounty because it's three hundred and sixty-six million berries. Who would have thought that Nami would be worth that much? Yeah, considering that. So you know, remember when when it was um, you know she she was subjugated to serving Arlong, and Arlong's bounty at that time was three million. Two it was twenty twenty million. One yeah. Twenty million because when, when Luffy defeated Arlong, he got thirty million as his um initial bounty. Right, as initial bounty. But you know, that shows how long of a way we've come where the fact that hey, 
um, Nami has got this bounty of three hundred and sixty-six million, which is fifteen, sixteen, eighteen times the amount that Arlong uh, has or had, because his bounty's been retracted because he's an impelled out. Which is kind of interesting that we didn't see him when... Yeah, that is very interesting. We didn't see him in Impel Down. It's like, what level was he on? Like, what what level was he on? Right. That's what comes down to what level was he on. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, that's... We didn't see him at all. Mm Mm-hmm. We saw everybody else up to that point that had been captured. But Arlong. Right. So where is he being kept? And, and you know, I think I've, I've read rumors here and there about how he might, he might actually have, you know, uh, a plot in the story later on. You know, is that a possibility? Well, I mean, we've seen, we've seen Stranger Things. You know, maybe it might happen. Maybe it doesn't happen. I don't know. Good question. Um, so anyway, Brooke uh, is the third lowest as far as total bounties, but his increase got him to $383 million. So, But uh, he seems happy about it. Nami was wondering if she could turn herself in and get the reward, which was <laughs> interesting. But, you know, that's the Nami joke there. But Brooke, uh, Brooke is pretty chill with it. Wink, wink. Um, Frankie, <laughs> Frankie is the fourth lowest, uh, bounty, but his increase got him to 394 million. Um, uh, but now he also has a running joke because, um, the last time we had the bounty increase on him and his wanted poster showed the general Frankie, um, or the Frankie Shogun, uh, instead of him actually. But now the wanted poster has the thousand sunny. So, Frankie, you know, obviously that's Can't that's the running. Yeah, that's the running joke for him. Uh Usopp has gone now to 500 million berries. And uh he's obviously not happy about that. Who would so, have thought? Yeah, who would have thought? Robin 930 million berries and um obviously it just shows that the government deems her even bigger of a threat. I'm, a, I'm frankly surprised that she didn't get to a billion. I thought that she would get there, but hey, you know, she's knocking on that door. Um, I'm almost thinking that maybe that might be, it, it, it could be a throwback to, I don't know if she, did she have a 93 million bounty? I don't remember. She might have. Uh, cause I think, what did she have? She had like 79 million and then it increased to 80. Um, but I don't remember. Let me look her up right now. So, wow. Actually, she had a pretty big jump. So she was previously 130 million and she jumped to 930 million. So that's an 800 million jump. That's pretty big um so now let's get into the next 
so Robin, 930 million, Matthew. And now we finally get into our first billion bounty on the Straw Hats, and that is Sanji. 1 billion, 32 million berries. And uh, he's not he's not happy about that, Matthew. And um, we're about to find out why that is, you know. Yeah, because though, he's below Zoro. Yep. Uh, and actually, Jinbei is even above him. Jinbei has increased from, uh, you know, 470 million, I think, was the last tally. So now Jinbei is at 1.1 billion berries. Um, you know, so that, I think that pretty much solidifies uh, Jinbei as a member of the Monster Quartet. Quartet, as it's now called. Yep. That's that's what we're calling it. Um I know that it's not, um, I don't think it's a, an official name. It was never right. official. Right, They're it never was never. a monster trio. Yeah, it was never official, but uh, we are. Fan, that's a purely fan name. Yeah, it's a fan name, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we're, so at least we're calling it the Monster Quartet. So... And then uh, Zoro getting the bounty increase that he deserves. One billion, one hundred and eleven million bounties, and that solidifies him once again as the number two uh, of the crew. Um, at least according to the wiki, he's still the combatant, so he's not the. He is not uh, a. He's not the vice captain. So that title still eludes him. Or first uh, mate. Right, first mate. Um, so Luffy's, obviously, we already know, three billion berries for defeating uh, Kaido and Big Mom. And that was that three billion was kind of shared between him and Kid and Law. Uh, with that being said, though, what uh, an interesting take that they have on this is that the... Um, his nine crew members are now called the nine senior officers of the Straw Hat Grand Fleet. Now, Matthew, give us your take on why they decided to call them that. I think they probably called them that because, you know, they're his closest crew and stuff like that. But the reality is, as we know, the Grand Fleet is really more of a confederation than it is an actual organized fleet that, you know, they they. They pledged loyalty to Luffy, but Luffy was like, I don't want this many crew members. Yeah, that's very true. So they're equating these, you know, the actual straw hats to the commanders of any other, um, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Yonko organization, which, but in reality, it's, you know, each one is really organized you know differently and luffy's is that he's got his main crew and he's got the 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 grand fleet yeah so i think and we we don't know how shanks is organized we know that the the whitebeard pirates originally was the um you know it had the the division commanders Big Mom had the the sweet commanders. Right. Yep. And uh and Kaido had the Kaido 
I don't have the the performers, lead performers. Yeah, the the Tobiroko, uh, to, to, to. the Tobiroko. Yeah, the Tobiroko. So, in addition to King, Queen, and Jack. Yep. So, Matthew, uh, let's get we down to the... We don't know how buggies... Or, well, we'll probably get into that just right yep, now. We're about to get right into that. So, uh, Cross Guild. Oh, Blackbeard, Blackbeard does have the, what, the ten, what's it the called? The ten Titanic Captains. Yeah. So, Cross Guild. Cross Guild. Run by Buggy. And, um, uh, Matthew, I was right that, um, so we see that, uh, Mihawk and, uh, Crocodile are not too happy with Buggy at the moment. Um, uh, you know, Mihawk is literally holding, uh, Yoru up to Buggy's face, and, uh, Buggy <laughs> is pleading for his life. Uh, the fact He's of the matter was... literally saying, I will kiss your boots. <laughs> um, so it has come to pass that Crocodile... Proposed uh, cross guild, cross guild, and uh, and not just that, he lent Buggy the money to create Buggy's delivery service. So that's how they're tied together. You know that makes perfect sense because you know I was thinking about this. You know, um, Crocodile had to have had resources, but. The fact of the matter is, he could not have brought all those resources to Alabasta. He had to have have had those squirreled around somewhere. So, and it makes sense. You're the the organization of Baroque Works. So, yeah, he had to have that stashed away somewhere. So he went to wherever that was stashed away, and was like, and when he heard Buggy was trying to, you know, establish himself, he was like. I will owe this. I will lend this to you, but you will owe me later. And then he comes when Buggy's running, and he's like, "It's time to pay up." And of course, as we know, Buggy said, "The overhead is ridiculous. I can't pay you right now." Which, which, but I have other assets. Which tells you that Buggy Buggy's not very good at managing stuff and and that's kind of always that's always been known that he likes to spend money anyway yeah so spender right um but anyway but and and then it was crocodile that proposed allying himself with uh mihawk you know yeah he he calls mihawk and mihawk's like uh this is a good time right now i've got a bunch of breeze bearing down on me what do you want Yep. So, um, and, uh, we're, I know, we're finding out. I, you know, Grand Line Review said that it was atypical of Mihawk to be acting the way he does, but we, it's, I think we've been spoiled with this constant stoic looking Mihawk. Mm-hmm. But remember what he was doing when he was, uh, when we first met him, he was on a vengeance, um, mission against, um, Don Krieg. Right. Because they disturbed his nap. Yeah, it was like, you disturbed my nap. I'm going to kill you. Literally. So this, it's, you know, we, there's this um, assumption that he's this stoic guy, but the reality is he's 
prone to emotions at times. Mm-hmm. And uh, just coming from the Marines, I would imagine that he's maybe not in the most um, even-tempered mood at the moment. Mm-hmm. So this 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 fits perfectly in with his personality, really. Yeah. So we we do know a few things now about Mihawk's background. Apparently, his original now he was a, he he he's currently known as Hawkeye's Mihawk. But originally, he was apparently known as the Marine Hunter. So he was originally Marine Hunter Mihawk. Which would be pretty interesting, I think, right? Well, and then it would also make sense for them to make him a Shibukai because they're like, hey, um... Stop, stop hunting us? Yeah. It was Probably. clearly a good enough deal that he agreed. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Galdino reveals his true nature in that uh, he never was officially a member of Buggy's Pirates. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, Crocodile didn't talk down to him because it's like whenever we've seen him as of le- whenever we've seen him and Galdino, he's just talked down to him like some kind of like mm-hmm. secondary life form. Right. Um, and Daz of course, Bonus. and of course, uh, Daz Bones is. Yep, Daz Bonus is back. I'm I'm gonna be perfectly honest. When I think of Cross Guild, I think of basically my image is Baroque works Cross uh, combined with the Buggy Pirates. That's basically what well, I'm. Well, no, thinking. I would have to think that this is well because we know who's gonna be running this show. It's definitely not Buggy that's going to be running this show. Well, and they they said it, and um, Mihawk was like, you know what? Let's just let him be the front man. Right, and because they were they were upset about the fact that he was posted as the leader, meaning that it almost seems to me like Mihawk wouldn't have minded being a named the Yonko somehow. Uh, but. Obviously, that ended up not being the case. Uh, well, could you because, imagine Sir Crocodile being named a Yonko? I mean, it, it would not be surprising. And maybe that was the running gag, you know, from the Marines' point of view, because they're saying, hey, Buggy is working with Crocodile and Mihawk. He worked with, uh, you know, he worked with Luffy. He knows Shanks. He worked with Whitebeard at the Marine Ford and stuff, so that's probably how they decided to make him the Yonko. And, you know, Mihawk and Crocodile came to the conclusion that, yes, like you said, maybe it's better that he's the face of the organization so that they're going to go after him instead of Mihawk and Crocodile. So well, this, this also aligns as well because Mihawk is someone who, um, when something is convenient, he will take that path. Yep. So it's well, it's like we we know Crocodile's mentality. Mm-hmm. So you know, Mihawk is just one of those guys where it's like, well, this seems convenient and it's the easiest way to go. I will go this route. Yep. So, 
lastly, we get the bounties from them. And uh, Crocodile, his bounty is now $1,965,000,000. So that's almost, well, no, that's more than double uh, his original bounty that was uh, presented at the um, Alabasta arc. Uh, that was the Frozen one. Right, that was the Frozen one. So Buggy is the next highest bounty at $3,189,000,000. And Matthew, I think this this definitely sets the record for the highest straight increase that we've seen for a character in the series. Because if you remember, if you recall, he was at $15 million. Um, now, obviously, that was probably went up during that time, but how much it went up, we have no idea. So the fact that, you know, his next bounty is revealed as three billion one hundred and eighty nine million, I believe that is now the record. Oh yeah, that's the record. No doubt yeah. about it. Um Mihawk though is higher than Buggy and if he hadn't been, I probably would have been upset. So Mihawk is three billion five hundred and ninety million berries. And that is also higher than Luffy. Um, it is higher than Blackbeard also. And uh, this really should not be a surprise that he would be this high. Um, you know, yeah, hey, he's maybe, the most dangerous swordsman. Maybe he could have even been four billion berries, but that's, you know, it is what it is. He's below uh, one he, person, and that's Shanks. Right, now. So, you know, this the, the thing is, is <clears throat> that, yeah. The world's strongest swordsman. So that's that's now Zoro. You know, it's a clear goal for Zoro. Obviously, that's always been his goal. Um, so I think Matthew. I, I honestly still get the feeling that there might still be a Buggy Shanks alliance. I, I mean, really yeah. do, because it's it's the only way that makes sense that is going to lead to um, the that battle in order for Luffy and Zoro to overcome their goals. Yeah. So you're saying that they could achieve it at the same time. Yeah. It, Cause think about it. Cross guild and cross guild and uh, shank and uh, Redhead pirates mm -hmm. versus basically the straw hat grand fleet. Could be interesting. So, with that being said, so Matthew, uh, give us your thoughts about Cross Guild and how what what is the future of Cross Guild? It's 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 going to be interesting because I feel like there's there's a goal, an end that um, Crocodile has in mind that um, mm. we're not seeing yet. Mm. Yeah, very true. I don't think this is just out. This is just him going out to um, um, hunt hunt uh, marines. There's there's something else. There's some end game that he's aiming for here. Of course. So in closing, um, I don't. I personally don't think he's really excelled to a point where he can now face Luffy head on. Luffy defeated him, and Luffy's only been getting better. Yeah. And as far as I could tell, I don't think Crocodile's learned hockey. 
Um, I think he does have armament. Yeah, but as we know, Luffy just ascended to a higher level. So uh, whatever is happening, I don't think he intends to face Luffy head on. Probably not. And the fact of the matter is, is that Luffy, Luffy already defeated him once using a certain method, and he would be able to do it again. So, yes, Crocodile would actually have a tough time trying to defeat uh, him again. Or he, he would have a tough time facing Luffy again, is what I should I'm going to be honest, if there was, if there is going to be another battle bet- uh, between a Cross Guild, um, if, if there's a battle between Cross Guild and Straw Hat Grand Fleet, I don't think... Um, or the straw hats in general. I don't think um, uh, uh, Luffy and Crocodile would be the the boss battle. I think um, Crocodile would probably be facing somebody else. Yeah. Don't know if it'd be Robin. I mean, they essentially have unfinished business. Yeah. Wouldn't that meeting be interesting? <laughs> that would be. Uh, so in closing, uh, we do have one final part of the chapter, and uh, we go to the Revolutionary Base, and it is confirmed that Sabo is alive. And uh, because he calls Dragon, uh, because... And uh, um, Kuma is coherent. Right, Kuma seems to be coherent, um, but, you know, obviously Dragon has a code of honor... Uh, because he wants to confirm with Sabo, you know, what was reported, the fact that Sabo is claimed by the Marines to have assassinated Cobra. And I think this kind of goes back to, is is Cobra actually dead? Like you mentioned in earlier episodes of our of the podcast. You know, or was this a was this a um a false flag I think it was a false flag attack regardless. Whether he's dead or not, it was a false flag attack. There's no but other reason why. Dragon, Dragon is not about killing innocent people. And so to him, you know, he would consider Nef- Nefertiri Cobra to be an innocent. Uh, no matter what his past with, um, you know. His, fun- to- his ancestral past. Right. Um, and the fact is, they've never been hostile towards the revolutionaries either. Yeah, the fact the fact of the matter is, the Alabasta he is, he was always a good good leader. He was always a moral leader. He always did what was right by his people. So, in in you know that even shows when he was um, dealing with the the rebels that Koza was leading. He mm-hmm. was just like. We need to figure this out. There's something not right here. Yep. So, yeah, he he's yeah, this this is um So, yeah, he it's like, yeah, the, um the 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 people that um what's his name? That Dragon goes after are not like are not good dictators, people. Tyrants. Yep. So and tyrants and dictators. Yeah, Cobra's not a tyrant. Nope. So this, so, and he clearly said, you know, I didn't want this. 
So I really do. I really do think the next revelation is that this is going to be a false flag attack, regardless of whether Cobra is alive or dead. This was a false flag attack. Yep. All right, which clearly backfired. Because all of a sudden, yeah, because all of a sudden, uh, you know, Sabo is being made to be this hero based off of something that he probably didn't do. Yeah. All right. Well, Matthew, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and close out the, our episode for today. We had quite a quite a discussion, some case closed and some one piece. And uh, so this coming Sunday will be the, the new release of the... Um, the One Piece chapter, chapter 1059, and uh, we'll be able to celebrate that by with our 25th episode of the Samurai Brothers podcast. And, uh, and we so will upcoming, have uh, UFC 279 this weekend. Yep, which I intend to go watch also. And um, I will also be competing in the 2022 edition of the USA Sumo Open. So we'll be discussing about that too. And hopefully I'll have some good matches. Are you going to be able to get any video of it? Uh, I should be able to. Yep. Uh, I'll probably take my digital camera because I'll probably give that to one of the people I've been practicing with so that they can record and then they they don't have to worry about trying to get it in my, you know, my phone camera. Anyway, Matthew, so uh, where can we be found on our social media? Okay, so our video podcasts are on YouTube and Rumble, and um, what's working on Odyssey? Yeah, um, we will be on Odyssey soon, and our audio podcast is on Acast, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and we are now uh, broadcasting on uh, Micronational Radio. Um, we will also be uh, releasing our classic episodes there. I, I'm not sure how uh, how that'll be done. I'll just you know we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. So. So and then Matthew can and be- we are and we are on Twitter at the Samurai Bros. Yep. Uh, for Matthew, uh, he is also on Twitter, uh, his own personal account at Matthew Salzer. And he runs uh, MMA Twitter Freak. and Instagram. And Instagram, yes. Uh, he also runs uh, MMA Freak, uh, the website, which is uh, posts about MMA news. Uh, on Twitter, it's at MMA Freakout. And then the website is MMA-Freak.com. And uh, I'll be looking to upload some uh, content on here. Uh, besides the podcast, we do want to get into posting some separate content as well so we'll be working on that as we go along yes i uh, will be uh, i'll be creating my own podcast called the uh, tentatively called the golden age podcast um just we'll just plainly broadcast or you know just plainly playing um uh golden age radio shows and then just discussing it so so anyway uh as always, uh, thank you to our. Also audience. check out, also check out my YouTube channel, also my my first and last name. So thank you as always to all our audience uh, for watching us and listening to us, and uh, we'll be seeing you again uh, next week. So until then, uh, everyone take care. <laughs>